Hello and welcome back to the Body Talks Back. I'm Sarah Romeo White, and on today's episode, I talk to photographer Melody Melamed. Uh, Melody is such an incredible photographer. You have to check her work out um, after you listen to this episode or during the during while you're listening to this episode. Um, her website is melodymelamed.com. Uh, I'll put this in the description. Um, and currently she is working on a project called Autonomous Morrow, which explores sexuality in the context of gender. Melody works a lot um, in the gender area. She also works a lot with bodies in general. Um, I actually had the pleasure of working with her a couple of years back uh, when I did an article for Refinery29, and the shoot that we did together changed the course of my life, um, as well as that article. Um, I was terrified, obviously, posing, or not even posing, but just having photos of me basically naked. I was only wearing underwear um, put on the internet or even just taken. And me having to see um, was really the most terrifying thing I can think of, could think of, and can think of, even though I already did it. Um, and which is why I wanted to do it. Um, Lorena, my best friend, uh, who will also be on this show shortly, uh, works for Refinery29, and she's the one who presented the idea um, to me to do the article. And um, I initially was like, what? when she told me that I would have to be basically naked and I really wasn't sure if I was going to do it, but I kind of forced myself to say yes. Um, I was in the middle of, uh, moving from Los Angeles to New York. Uh, we were moving back into my mom's house, uh, to transition back into New York before we figured out where, um, we wanted to live. And, um, it was kind of perfect timing because I was living in the house um, where a lot of the stuff that I was working through in the article um, and through with the shoot uh, took place. So it was really it was really intense because we shot in that house. Um, Melody spent about an hour or so talking to my mom and I before we even started shooting. Um, she got me to a real vulnerable place. Um, and Melody and I just kind of connected immediately when we met. So I was starting from a level of comfortability uh, that provided um, my ability <laughs> um, to do this shoot. I would not have been able to do this with anyone other than Melody. She has a true gift for creating a safe space for people. A lot of her work involves people who are uh, very not wearing a lot of clothes, not in a sexual way, but in you know in a healing way, um, and she's just really good. At least from my experience, I know, and I can only imagine because I've seen her other work and and how incredible it is um, that uh, she's created the she creates space for people to be vulnerable and safe. And I was crying basically throughout the whole photo shoot. I'm not a person who is comfortable crying in front of other people. Um, and I really just lost my shit that whole time. And, uh, and the photos in result of that were amazing. And also the catharsis for me and the healing that happened for me was something that I don't even know how to explain. I don't have words for that. Uh, it was just really, really, really um, incredible. <clears throat> um, just a couple of things that I wanted to touch on before we move into the episode. This was actually the first episode of this series uh, that I recorded. And because of that, <laughs> there's just a lot of things. Um, I don't know that I've spoken about this actually before, but I'm, I'm basically doing this by myself, obviously not by myself because of all the incredible, amazing people who, uh, I have conversations with an interview and so much thanks to all those people. But as far as, uh, technical stuff, I, um, am doing all of this alone. Uh, so I had to teach myself how to, you know, record a podcast. Although my husband did help me learn how to use a microphone. So thanks, Ben. Um, and I didn't know how to edit audio, so I had to learn how to edit audio. Um, I had to learn, you know, what to do and what not to do as far as when you're having conversations like this and trying to be, I don't know, a podcast 
person, I don't know, <laughs> that type of conversation, um, get over a lot of nerves because uh, I was really nervous for all of these. It didn't matter who it was or what it was. I was very nervous. Um, and so there's a couple things that happened. One, I learned from this episode not to touch the table <laughs> when you're recording. Um, I am half Italian and from Long Island, born and bred New Yorker, and I am very animated when I speak. <laughs> um, I think bo- and both Melody and I are both very animated when we speak, so we're both kind of like hitting the table. Uh, so you can hear that. I also live... Uh, near school in Brooklyn and uh, you can hear the kids in the background playing during recess or whatever was going on. Uh, I also say the word like about 400 million times and um, clearly you can tell I'm working through my nerves in the way that I speak. Um, So yeah, you know, apologies if that creates a difficult listening experience for you hopefully it won't I'm you know the conversation and the content I still think is great um and apologies to Melody uh I was learning and I I, every time I did one of these I learned more and more and more um and got more comfortable uh so yeah this this was the first one so you know be kind um the other thing I wanted to say is um we talk a lot about gender because that is the work that Melody does um and you know, I'm always, I'm still learning how to speak about it. I really felt it was important for Summer's episode to go up before this one, um, because both Melody and I are cisgendered women. Um, and uh, while we may be able to understand, you know, feeling uncomfortable unco- in our, the skin, in our own skin, um, and, you know, even questioning gender identity and exploring gender identity, I, you know, I, can only speak for myself. I will never know what it is, what the trans experience is like because I am not trans. Um, and so I feel a little strange speaking on it since it's not something that I have necessarily the right to. Um, and with that, you know, we are talking a lot about how we experience, um, and how Melody experiences, um, exploring gender. Um, and so I apologize if anything that I said is offensive and I am unaware of it. Uh, definitely call me out on that. Cause I think we're all, I'm learning, um, and we're all learning. And, um, also there is a difference between, and I'm very aware there's a difference between talking about body acceptance and talking about gender. So there's times when I talk about in my own journey about learning how to just accept the body that I have been given and, um, you know, needing to find a place where I'm okay with myself no matter where I'm at. Um, I'm not referring to gender, obviously. That That's a whole other level. And, you know, my heart, I empathize and my heart goes out to anybody who has had that struggle um, and uh, or has had struggled with that. Obviously, some people, If I, I hope that we are, will come to a place where, you know, if you you realize, oh, I am actually a man or I'm actually a woman or I'm actually non-binary, that um, maybe at some point it won't be a struggle. But if it, if that if body dysphoria or anything like that, I just wanted to make very clear that I understand that I, I couldn't understand possibly what you've gone through. And um, hopefully, again, nothing that I say on this is offensive because I'm very conscious of that and I want to be uh, inclusive. Um, and also, I don't want to like speak out of line um, because, like I said, you know, I will never know what the trans experience is. Um, so yeah, I just really felt important to speak on that. Obviously, this is a longer intro, <laughs> um, and please be kind. This was my first episode, and Melody, I love you so much. Uh, I I enjoyed this conversation, even if I said like like, like, like a million times. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as well. All right. All of her info will be in the description of the episode as always. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for doing this for real. Thank you. You're you're, you're welcome. Um, But you were like one of the first people that I thought of because I think the way that you work with the body is such like an interesting, it's a different perspective. Okay. Um, because you're like, 
I don't know, you just have this way from when when we did the shoot together, yeah. like you just have this innate way to allow people to be vulnerable. Like I'm n I generally do not cry like yeah, in front yeah, of yeah. people or would be comfortable to do what we did. Right. But like you're just really good at kind of just being like Okay, what's your story? Like, the, like you just go there. Right. So that's what I'm doing to you tonight. No, that's good. No, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice to hear people say that because it's I don't true. know. I mean, uh, I don't know what I'm like. You know, I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not on the other side of the camera. Right. So it's nice to get your input. Mm -hmm. Knowing how sensitive the topic was for yeah. you. I mean, I, and I think I'm sure... I mean, you can say otherwise, but I'm sure all of the people who you work with, the top, I mean, other than maybe like fashion stories, but even mm -hmm. within that realm, um, anytime you're being on camera or, but like, especially with uh, the projects that you do with like within gender and a lot of your, your stuff, a lot of people are disrobed. Right. <laughs> yes. In both emotionally and, yes. and physically. Yeah. So I feel like no matter what, that's. Vulnerable. It's vulnerable to begin with, yeah. um, and I, you know it's really easy to not feel safe in that zone. Totally, but you like create kind of this like bubble. Yeah, I think I'm highly aware of the fact that it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It would be really uncomfortable for me mm -hmm. to if somebody asked me to take my clothes off and take my picture. Right. I've never actually even done it before. Wow. Really? So, yeah. Maybe like once in high school with one of my best friends who's also a photographer, but even then I wasn't naked. I was like wearing a bathing suit or yeah, something. Yeah. But I know how uncomfortable it would be for me. So I'm always aware of that. Yeah. It's bizarre. I mean, it's it's something that I never thought that I would do. Um, and yet it like helped me heal. Like I wouldn't before I did it with, did that with mm -hmm. you, like I wouldn't have been able to be sitting here in a tank top. Right. And I'm still uncomfortable, but it's more just like, well, whatever, like it's already out there. So right. who gives a shit? Right. Um, but yeah, like you have, you have a gift. My Thank dear. You. you really do. That's very I'm not, nice. And like, you're like an insanely talented photographer Thank as you. well, but just to be able to create that space for someone, especially like people who are just, who are, experiencing new bodies mm -hmm. like in in all different realms like whether you are in recovery mm -hmm. and like learning a different type of relationship with your body or whether you are trans and like going through transition mm -hmm. and you, it's not there's already this like level of like not being comfortable in your totally. own skin totally yeah. I think I do better with people who are uncomfortable mm -hmm. I get that than yeah. people who are comfortable mm -hmm. like I sometimes have a hard time working with models okay and it's funny that you say I'm so easy or or you feel comfortable because I've, I hear a lot of times when I'm shooting models from clients or from them themselves that I can be quite harsh oh, really? or like an asshole or whatever but I'm not an asshole I'm just kind of like uh, yeah. doing a job right and the perspective is different mm -hmm. and it's like okay let's get this done mm -hmm. it's a job yeah whereas the other stuff it's obviously more sensitive it is but like you like you were harsh with me in a way that I needed like <laughs> like it, it was like you have to like that's part of it I think I and, guess like think in order to like feel safe and like at least for me like yeah. to like open up or really more just like go outside of your comfort zone like yeah. sometimes you need to be pushed totally no I agree. yeah and like you pushed me but right. in a really good way and like I also feel like you and I just kind of it, it was comfortable sure, from sure. the get-go that I, I was like, okay, like, I get it. Like, but I could, it was funny. Like, I was like, I could laugh yeah. at it. Like, I knew, I think also when we started, we talked for a long time. Yeah. And right. I always do that mm -hmm. to spend some time with somebody. Mm -hmm. And they can get a sense of my personality and who right. I am. Right. It's actually not so much, I mean, yes, I want to learn about them. That's given. Right. But it's also for them. Totally. To get an idea of who I am. Yeah, I and mean, can, and it gets, for me at least, like it, it gets you into the headspace that you need, you need to be in in order for the raw emotion to come out in the sure. way that it did. Yeah, because I think my biggest fear was like not 
I have I'm I'm always terrified of not being authentic mm-hmm. and like coming off like I'm faking it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anytime that you're a person who shares a lot of yourself with the world, mm-hmm. like I'm always like, oh, I'm not complaining or yeah, like yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. like looking for attention. Where it's yeah. like, no, like I actually just have to do. Like I don't have a choice. Like I need to do this for myself. Right. Um, and but like yeah, I think that in order for me to get to that place where I was like breaking down in Uh front of you like actually like I wouldn't have been able to do that had we not been talking for that long and like really going back into those stories right to like especially because of where we were I mean we were like in the house where a lot of that stuff happened right um and I'm and I think that's also a big again like you can tell me otherwise, but like maybe with also your the other people who you work with for your own projects in this sense, um, on like the gender spectrum and all mm-hmm. that. Like it seems like you're working a lot in their space, yes. which totally brings like a whole other level of comfortability, but also vulnerability. Totally, hundred percent. Because you can't just like let go in a studio. No, that's no, not like that. Yeah, totally. I mean, maybe you can. I've never done it, but like, no, it's not yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the environment makes a difference for sure. Yeah. So when did you? Cause so you went to UCLA for Sorry. undergrad. Okay, yeah. cool. And then you went to SVA. Yes. Um. When did you start realizing like you wanted to work with shooting bodies? I. That's interesting. So I think I've always been into um, shooting bodies okay (laughs) specifically it was women that I was Mm -hmm. shooting but I think I think there was a point when I was like 18 I was in college I was doing photography and it was the time where you have to start thinking about photography in a different way right it's not just shooting pictures right but making work so Mm -hmm. I really had a hard time because when you're that young, you don't really have a perspective on the world. Not right. the same way you do at 30 or mm-hmm. 40 years old. Mm-hmm. I feel like the more experience you have in life, the stronger you become in, in the work you make, whether right. you're an artist or not. Mm-hmm. So it was hard because I didn't know what the hell to make. And I just thought about what was natural to me, like what... I identified with most and it was women and I think I did like a nude series on women mm. of all ages and all sizes I was 18 oh, wow. and I I remember shooting these women and it was so funny because at the time my parents were like what the hell are you doing what is this like <laughs> naked women and they're really conservative right. <laughs> and I was like no this is great But it's also a typical thing that an 18-year-old art student does. (laughs) But it's a part of the process, you know? And then I worked on a project about specifically Persian-American women Mm -hmm. from the revolution who came here during the revolution. Are you Persian? Yes. And then I, you know, you're still trying to figure out your identity as an artist. And you do... And And self. Yeah, totally, totally. Like, what the... I think at, like, 18, 19, 20, your early 20s, you're just, like, so confused. And so not... You don't have an identity at all. Yeah. And I lived with my parents. Mm -hmm. I came from, like, a really conservative family. I lived with my parents until I was 25. So all throughout college. And then when I went to grad school... In New York that was like the first time I moved away Wow, and you like really did it you're like I'm going across the country yeah like I need to get really far away from you because I need to find out like who I am yeah and I really didn't have that ability when I was living at home mm-hmm. and grad school really helped me come into my own right and also being in in New York City mm-hmm. there were a lot of experiences that I was having, learning, you know? Yeah. It's all, it's all, it just all slowly comes together. Totally. And my thesis project in grad school was actually a series of portraits I did of myself dressed up as different people. It's like, like 
known people or just like no. people you came up with in your... Yeah, basically it was me dressing up as stereotypes. So okay. people from, let's say, Crown Heights mm-hmm. or people from Los Angeles mm-hmm. and men and women. Mm-hmm. And really looking back now, it was such an an exercise, not really a project. I would right. never show it. But right. it was a, definitely a prelude to what came next. Mm-hmm. Even though the style was different, it was very in the studio, like lit, glossy, styled mm-hmm. type thing. Um, but I was really exploring gender, dressing up like a man, being, have you, you do you know Cindy Sherman? Mm-hmm. Similar idea to the work she made where she would dress up okay. like different characters right. and photograph herself. Um, yeah, I think looking back now, I was so, I was really into playing a part, like playing the male part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of turned, it just, everything turns into the next thing. Yeah, totally. And it's a path. Yeah, it's a path. You're just like, oh, right, that totally connects right. to where we are now. Right, right. Were you aware that you were exploring with gender, or were you just like, oh, no. I'm just like dressing up? Yeah. yeah, but it was interesting to me that I was more excited about playing the male roles than I was the female roles. Mm-hmm. It was more interesting. It was, it was fascinating to me. But then that's when I realized I was interested in the idea of gender mm-hmm. and kind of exploring my own like sexuality also on different levels because I was like lived away from home right and I came from such a conservative place but I wasn't conservative right I was so different from where I came from right so I kind of was like a wild chicken (laughs) <laughs> wild chicken. I go really wild. Just a rooster out of her cage. Yeah, I was <laughs> crazy. I was a little yeah. nuts. Yeah. Like doing all crazy things. You were being 20s. In, in yeah, your 20s. It, was, it was being yeah. 20s in my 20s, but yeah. like little late. Yeah. You know? I mean, I get that. I didn't move out until I was 22. Like yeah. I didn't start like living life until it was like early, mid 20s. Right. So I totally get understand. It. Yeah. Yeah. And. Then I did a project about androgyny, so I did genderless portraits, Mm -hmm. portraits of people that don't look like men and don't look like women, and it's like, it's all, they're, yeah, they're, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're beautiful portraits, just studio portraits, and then that turned into my exploring the trans identity, Mm -hmm. because one of my subjects was trans, and they started talking to me about their transition and I was fascinated so it really when something fascinates me like that Mm -hmm. which doesn't happen very often I'm like oh my god this is awesome and I want to know all about it like I need to know all about it and at this time it wasn't that it wasn't talked about as much it was there but it wasn't what year was it I would say like this was before Caitlyn Jenner and um, all that. So, I don't know, three, four years ago. Okay. So, so not that long not ago. Not that long yeah. ago, but it was not at the forefront of what everybody was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I was just fascinated by these identities that I didn't know about, but now I knew I could learn about, and it made so much sense to me. Right. Like, it made sense that you would not feel like the way that you look you know totally everybody experiences that to a certain degree absolutely but they're just on a different that trans person experiences it in a different way right you experience it in your way right exactly so Yeah. yeah Yeah, I mean, I think we're all souls living in a body, and we don't get to choose what body that totally. is. Totally. And sometimes that doesn't match. And totally. It's, you know, and I mean, I say sometimes that doesn't match, but I think it's like you, the journey is supposed to happen, mm-hmm. regardless of, of, you know, who you are. Like, for me, like, I was supposed to go through, you know, stuff with my weight and accepting myself and eating disorders and stuff and you know for someone who has 
disability and they have to go through that for Mm -hmm. someone like everyone has their own experience as being a soul in a body yeah um and coming into their own and figuring out who they they are are, adolescence is like a simple example of that absolutely and sometimes you don't really get to and i think you probably can relate to this that you don't really even get to experience your adolescence or your teenagehood until you are an adult yeah looking back yeah yeah like and I think that's why, like, a lot of people in, even in, like, sexuality, there's a lot of people who don't come out until they're in their, like, 30s and 40s. Totally. And sometimes it's just that you you weren't allowed to have that experience. Um, and, like, yeah, like, for me, it was just, like, even just being a person. It was like, oh, like, I can't even, like, I didn't even have that experience of, like, oh, what is it to be a, <laughs> a functional human yeah, like, yeah, yeah. in, you know my adolescence and teenager because everything was just about being sick and so it was like oh once I was in my early 20s it was like oh like I'm this person yeah and I think I get it yeah and I think for you is like coming from this like conservative totally household and then being able to like leave that and explore on your own like everybody's journey and path is different and in their own time exactly I always get the question of why I work on projects like that, like Mm -hmm. why I care about trans people or why I even have the audacity to do a project about trans people when I'm seemingly like a straight Mm -hmm. woman. Cisgendered. Yeah. Do you you identify it as a cisgender? I do. Yeah. I do. Mm -hmm. So I always have to make that clear, but then add like, yes, I am a cisgender woman, but that the idea of gender identity still applies to me. Like yeah. I still I still relate to in a in a lot of ways I relate to wanting to be a man mm-hmm. even though I don't think I'm trans I'm not trans. Right. But my masculinity is something that I relate to. Absolutely. Maybe more than my femininity. Mm-hmm. So and also that identity thing we just talked about. Just because I'm not trans doesn't mean that I can't relate to feeling that same kind of feeling of finding out who I am right being who I am yeah and I also and again like you know I'm like a white cisgendered woman Woman. you know yeah um so I don't know what it means coming from my mouth but like I think there's within everything within sexuality within gender identity within personality there's a spectrum like totally and there's no black and white there, and I no. think when we start applying black and white, that's when that that's when you know stereotypes and bigotry and like things become dangerous mm-hmm. because it's like just let people be who they are, and we don't. I have like I understand labels. Like I get labels because I think that they're can they can be really important and valuable when it comes to people needing to find community mm-hmm. or even laws being passed and. So I totally understand that for myself, like for myself though, I feel like I have, I don't, I also don't understand labels. Cause I'm like, what's the point? I don't, you know, why do I need to say like, I am this way when we're malleable, like right. things change as life changes. Absolutely. And so identities change your, my identity, you know, maybe not my gender identity, but like my identity just as Sarah is going to change of course. tomorrow. Like of course. you're, you wake up. In a new day. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you don't even know what yeah. you're going to figure out about yourself, mm-hmm. you know? I think sometimes when you're, like, if you allow yourself to be free, to any th- open to anything, you'll be surprised at what kinds of right. things you'll receive. Like, oh, that's totally who I am. Right. But I didn't know that. Right. So. Yeah. And we just get stuck. I mean, and just societally wise... Like, I don't feel this personally because I think I was really lucky that I grew up with, like, two very open-minded parents who just allowed me to, like, be who I am. Um, But but societally, like, we live in boundaries. Mm -hmm. And it's because that's what's comfortable. Totally. And boundaries are totally necessary in certain areas Mm -hmm. of life. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to who you are, it's like... Like, you lose so much by setting that yeah. boundary yeah. and then again it sometimes it is necessary where it's like you can learn the most if you're within this boundary totally 
it's all fucking confusing. It's, <laughs> like, super, it's just life, man. Super confusing. Yeah. But it's, I think if we're open to the fact that it's, um, there is no black and white and yeah. there's like a gray scale, which a mm-hmm. lot of people have a hard time with. Yeah. Um, it becomes easier. Yeah. Like it's, you can't look at a person. I mean, like, just like for me, like I met my husband when I was 22. Mm-hmm. I got married really young. Mm-hmm. I just like ma- magically found this person, person. who yeah. was like, oh, this is like my person. Yeah. So, um, people just assume that I'm a straight woman Mm -hmm. and I just, I don't identify, I've never identified as straight, but I like, I don't know, you know, I'm just like, I don't know who I would have met had I not met my husband. Right. And why, why would I put that like boundary on there that it wasn't like possible for me to end up with anybody else? Right. And it's just crazy that you just, we make these, why do we even make these assumptions about people? So did you... Do you feel like, I mean, I guess you've kind of already answered this question, but do you feel like that you learned a lot about yourself personally, like in your body through doing this type of work? Because I feel like, especially now, do you you mostly work on, in the gender area, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so, which is funny because I don't, that's not the only thing I would want to do. Right, but it's just kind of like where you yeah, I guess. ended up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's your question? If do I like only... do you, no like do you, do you notice how it's changed you? I mean I feel like you may have already answered this, but like like the how gender it... part or the body part? Both. Both. Uh, let's see. Like yes. do you feel comfortable in your own skin or? I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's healthy. Like, yeah, I do really sometimes. Boost, yeah. Uh, I think I have a hard time with myself just like anybody else would, even though I don't even know if that's true because a lot of my friends seem more comfortable with themselves than I do. Mm -hmm. It's always, you never know what's under. That's the other thing. And I think maybe that's what I meant about just like projecting your idea of who someone is on someone like what, you know, with for me, like, with sexuality just because I'm married, whatever. But I think also, like, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast was not just to interview people who I knew, like, were working within the body or, like, or have been in recovery from an eating disorder Mm -hmm. or have gone through something with their body, but also because it's such a foreign concept to me to be comfortable in your body. Mm -hmm. And I don't... There's a part of me that doesn't believe that it's actually true. That there's really anybody who's, like, fully comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, because I think the people in my life who I've looked at who I'm just, like, how are you so able to just, like, you know, be free and, like, you know, I don't even, yeah, just, like, wearing a bathing suit to the beach and, like, without caring or, like... it's super weird to me. Yeah. Like, I am, I mean, and it's funny for me to talk about this, especially with you, Mm -hmm. who's somebody who really struggles with their body Mm -hmm. because I'll talk and you'll probably look at me and be like, what the hell are you talking about? You're a moron. (laughs) I wouldn't do that. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, I feel like a a thing that I've learned is that it's that nobody is okay. Like, I mean, that sounds like a very negative way to look at things, but I think everyone has their shit and everyone has their shit with their body. And, and I feel like for a long time, I really did look at, at people like someone like you or other people in my life where I was like how the fuck are you capable of doing that like how are you so comfortable in your own skin and then as I went through my journey and grew up and probably only within the last like few years like realized like oh no that's just me projecting that on them like right I don't know what's going on in their head. Like, I don't know what it's like for them to get dressed. Yep. I don't know, you know, what going clothing shopping or, like, yeah. trying on clothes yeah. is like. Yeah. And I think it also depends on how you grow up. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who are um, uh, not perfect mm-hmm. in the sense of, like, what we think is perfect, but they're mm-hmm. super comfortable because they grew up with parents or a mother who is really nurtured that side of them, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Whereas some people, like, for me, my mom, 
was awesome in a lot of ways, but uh, your visual, your physical appearance was always really important. Mm -hmm. You know, there was always a, like my grandma would tell me not to have a second serving, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So being thin was always, always necessary. It was Mm -hmm. really important to be thin. How did that affect you? I wasn't naturally thin, so it was, like, always on my mind. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that totally stays with me, has stayed with me my entire life. And, yeah, I think about it every day to some degree. Like, whether it's a little bit or a lot, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just think about it in the sense of what am I eating? Am I going to exercise today or not? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The idea of like plastic surgery, which isn't necessarily not talked about in my household. It's like, what do they? Okay. Yeah. Not crazy. Okay, but you know, if there's something that's bothering you that you can't fix, Got a little nip and suck. <laughs> right. Which is crazy to me. It's like, yeah. really? Why are you? Why? Yeah. But just the mentality, I mean, it's very simple. Like, yeah, I think it comes a lot from how you, because I can say this to somebody and they would be like, that's crazy. You're crazy if you think that mm-hmm. about yourself. But I think about where I came from. Till this day, my mother's comments to me are always about my physical appearance. Right. Always. Right. Or my health, like mm-hmm. taking vitamins. So that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder if like I mean, have you arrived at the place where where you realize like all bodies are perfect? <laughs> where it's like where it's like it doesn't matter as long as you are capable of like accepting and loving yourself where you're at. Yeah. That like that's what's perfect yeah. and that the you know weight or like appearance is is not attached yeah to that like have you ever been told that like have, has anyone I mean outside of just like friends who are you know living there that sure. life like has any has you ever been in like girl like <laughs> you're perfect just the way you yeah, are yeah yeah I've heard that not from my mother but yeah yeah, from, yeah, yeah. definitely I mean, and it's like, I can say that, but I, you know, it's a fucking work in progress. Yeah, like, I, do. I don't, you know, I'm my, what I've realized within the last three years, um, and that's what the whole shoot was like mm-hmm. that we did together was that, yeah, like it's all, it's all about acceptance. And then I think the journey that I went on after that article came out was like, because like I've gained weight since then. I've lost weight. I've gained, you know, like totally. as you do. And yeah. I don't weigh myself, but I Me have accidentally seen it at doctors because I usually get blind weighed. But right. like sometimes you turn around and the scale is still on. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, great. That's <laughs> I know. Right now. I know. But um, I the thing that the journey that I've been on since then, like I thought I was on an acceptance journey before that, and I was. Um, but, like, it's been, like, very strong, like, yeah. now. And really hard. Because I was like, oh, I got this. I fucking took photos of myself right. in my underwear, put them on the internet. Right. <laughs> like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then it was like, oh, my God. Like, I immediately um, started... Freaking out? Freaking out. Mm-hmm. I, it was like, fuck, like, I'm okay. People aren't just grossed out by me. Like, yeah. and I just, like, went in a whole, like, self-sabotage kind of direction that has been up and down and up and down part of that was also just like my living situation and the things that were going on but Mm um the 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 one like biggest takeaway from that is that like I logically know and I can say to you and like I know you probably logically know that like yeah it doesn't matter like again we're souls in a body (laughs) and it's like in we don't get to choose which body that is. Totally. So we need to just like love and accept who what we've been given. Yeah. And like and then go on our own 
journey with that in whatever that means. Yeah. In, you know, in finding a place in the middle where it's like body and self can come together in, in a comfortable way. Yeah. But that's like it's a lifetime. Yeah. I think. And it's difficult. And it's every day is different. Totally. I think for me, I sometimes like, I'm aware of this feeling mm-hmm. very much and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like to be in my head about what I look like because like you said, it doesn't matter. Right. As long as you're happy, right? Right. So I don't weigh myself. Yeah. And I hardly ever look at my body in the mirror. Right. Like ever. Because it's gonna you're gonna drive yourself freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. Because you can pick at anything no matter what size you are and have a problem with it. Yeah. So it's always like one, two, three. Like, do I just, does it look clean and yeah. put together? Yes. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. Let's move forward. There's like, sometimes I feel like I, and the reason why I'm like filming this is because sometimes I feel like I have to look at myself because if I don't, I will go a long time without looking at myself because I'm terrified of what I'm going to see. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what I learned really from that, sh- from that shoot, I'm realizing, I'm realizing all of this now. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, was that like by confronting my image and like putting that out there and having to see it and like, not really, I don't have a fucking choice. Like it's there, sure. you know, for all to see. And there's nothing I can do about it. Cause it's not mine. I can't be like, well, fine. Can you please take that down? I'm not comfortable with yeah. those photos that I had to just, um, that confronting that image and confronting it because I didn't have a choice, like, really helped me to heal in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's actually a, like, I don't know what it's called, and I, I don't, you know, I'm probably going to butcher, like, whatever it is, but there's some sort of, like, meditation that um, a friend of mine had uh, done for a long time where you just... Like, you have to stare in the mirror at yourself naked for, like, 10 minutes a day. Or It might not be 10 minutes. It might be less than that. But really, like, for a significant amount of time. Yeah, terrifying. It's terrifying. Sure, totally. And, like, sometimes I'm like, I should do that. Like, I should. And this is my version of doing that where I'm like, well, I just have to, like, look at myself yeah. even though I'm fully uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> with like what's on the other side but of it. But you'll sometimes be surprised. Yeah. Because you have this image of yourself mm-hmm. that's not true. Absolutely. I mean that's like body dysmorphia. Yeah. Um, and that's a real It's a real thing. thing. <laughs> no I totally feel that same thing. Yeah. I totally have it. Mm-hmm. And yeah sometimes I'll look at myself in, the, in pictures and I'll be like that's what I look like and more of like a huh I look way better than I think mm-hmm. in my head right I'm like thinking about this really curvy hippie bootylicious body mm-hmm. and I'm like no you don't have like a big ass and big mm-hmm. hips like you're just which if you did you'd be gorgeous which but... it's funny <laughs> because yeah. I do I think that's where my identity like my soul doesn't fit my body because mm-hmm. in my Mind, I feel like I want a boy's body so bad. Mm-hmm. I want to have like no hips, no ass, no tits, and I just want to be like straight and just I want clothes to just hang on me. Right. And I don't know why. I don't know why. And then I know that that's not what I look like. It's just, yeah. And then I think, you know, if I was the girl who loved having an ass and hips, I'd should rock it like mm-hmm. those other girls that you see who are super curvy mm-hmm. you know like the kardashians mm-hmm. as a bad example <laughs> but you know they're they at least own their curves right. in a way but that's a very particular yeah. you know what it then it goes down up to like sexiness like right it's very sexy or sexual to have a curvy right. body not I want to ask you something, but I want to address that first because I think that's what has made me the most uncomfortable about my body mm-hmm. because, and, and why I think I developed an eating disorder and like really was like, I'm just going to change my body to the point that it's like, it's not even curves 
for me anymore. Like, I feel weird even saying this because I don't want to, like, make anyone feel ashamed about their body. But this was my journey. This is how I felt. Yeah. And, like, um, I was because... I went through puberty at a very young age. Yeah. And so, like, the idea of... And I have, like, sexual abuse trauma, like, from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Which most people who have issues with their body and, like, are having disorders have that experience. Mm-hmm. But I think, for me, it was, like, I don't want to be... Like, I'm a child. Like, I don't want to be sexy. Like, this yeah. is uncomfortable. And so, like, yeah. I was, like, do whatever I can to... Down to the clothes that I would wear to just, like, cover myself up. And, like, it's, it's like, even you saying that, like, it's, like, unfortunate. It's such an unfortunate thing in my head. Mm -hmm. Like, not in my head, but just, like, in general. Mm -hmm. That it's, like, curves equate sex. Yeah. Because... Just because you're curvy doesn't mean that you want, you're like, you want to exude this sexual, like sexual, sexual energy. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like sometimes yeah. you do like, but like as a, as a human, not, you know, as a, and especially as, as a woman, mm-hmm. um, I want to choose when I, when I want to exude sexiness. Totally. And some, because society, like societally has, you know, and like the Kardashians, like, Bless them, they're their own thing, whatever. But like, you know, and they're living their <laughs> their yeah, yeah, yeah. lives and their bodies as far as like maybe they want to exude sexiness all the time. But like, I'm sure not though. But because who does? Right. Who does? Right. But like, because of that and because of that being in the media all the time and not just always having been the like, this is what sexy is. Mm-hmm. Um, it when you have that kind of body, it's uncomfortable. Like it not is. for everyone, but like for me, I was just like, I don't. But like, I want to. I don't want to walk down the street and be like a sexual object. Me too. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah, and because especially in New York, where yeah. you are walking down the street all the time, and people just say whatever the fuck they're gonna say, scream shit out windows and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Like it. It's really like. Yeah, I mean. You don't, you aren't given that choice. Like you're, unless you really like, are like, I'm going to cover, and I do. Like, I'll be like, I'm just wearing a hoodie. And like, like, I'm just like not And there's nothing wrong with that. Like. At all. I have no problem looking like a bum all day, every day. Oh, me neither. (laughs) Me neither. And I do. I'm like in my pajamas 24 7. Because we both work from home. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I don't I get don't dressed. I don't wear real clothes. No. Ever. Me neither. Um, like, yeah. This, even this is like, I'm not even really wearing Well, this. I was debating wearing, like, yeah. what, what are they? Stretchy pants? stretchy pants? Yeah, I was going to wear, comfy. totally going to come yeah. over like that. You I was totally like, you know what? Have. I know, but it's like rare that I put on jeans. I get it. <laughs> yes. I get it. And if, honestly, if it wasn't in my home, yeah. I would have, like, put a little effort in. Right. But no, I, I get just, it. Like, fuck it. I just need to be comfortable. I get it. Yeah. But it's really, like, it's an, it's a real unfortunate thing that and I and I honestly I do think that and I maybe I'm just kind of realizing this now and I could be wrong but I don't think that I am like I feel like a lot of times when people do develop eating disorders or or people get uncomfortable in their skin maybe it doesn't even really have to do with their body but has to do with how other people are looking at their body and if they're looking at you as like a sexual object or like or not, or like not it. You're not what we consider sexual, and yeah. it's it, it like draws this line where of uncomfortability, where it's like you you are forcing me to be vulnerable at a time where I, I'm not giving you permission to 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 my vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Also, it's not there. Mm-hmm. You're just projecting that mm-hmm. on me, and that makes me uncomfortable. Absolutely. Um, but the other thing that I wanted to ask you was like, do you, and this is like a controversial question. Okay. Um, but do you think that like, when you say that sometimes you think of like, you wish your body would be more like a man's cause then like your clothes would drape off you and you're like skinny. Do you think that that has more to do with gender or more to do with like the things that you were 
fed when you were, like, emotionally fed when you were a child? uh, It's hard to say, but I think kind of a little bit of both. Yeah, because gender, like, not all men are thin. No, 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 no. I think I always... It's like, it goes with this, the whole thing you're talking about, how curves symbolize sexuality Mm -hmm. or being sexy, Mm -hmm. which I'm not that girl that wants to be sexualized, Mm -hmm. which if I was, I think I would be more comfortable with my body because I would use it to my advantage in that way. I, same here, yeah. Also, I'm, like I said, much more comfortable with my masculinity, mm-hmm. although I love my femininity, but there is, I also have a mask. I think everybody has both, mm-hmm. but some people are more comfortable with one side or, or more. I don't know. Just for me, it's more comfortable to, to dress like, I guess, androgynous or not mm-hmm. sexual Maybe I'm just relating that to femininity, mm-hmm. like sexual, sexual, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. I'm just not comfortable with that. So I think it has a lot to do with gender identity and... It's both. Yeah. Yeah, it's both. Yeah. It's both. Yeah, because I think some people really are, You're, you know, and that's, you know, again, like you don't have to be trans to identify more with the masculine side of yourself as a woman and you don't have to be trans to identify more on the feminine side of yourself as a man right um like that that's the spectrum like it can it can be like i identify yeah like you identify as a woman but you feel more comfortable in your masculine space yeah and that's totally like that's just yeah and it's funny because i wasn't always like that Mm -hmm. i've always been very feminine and I think I still am very feminine yeah I totally it's not that people look at me and they're like whoa you're very masculine right no I'm very feminine right um but I think before I was more being what I was expected of me or what I thought I should be Mm -hmm. you know I would for example wear a lot of dresses or skirts and I felt comfortable in that ironically I felt comfortable in dresses and skirts because I felt like my body looked better Mm -hmm. in dresses and skirts but I didn't want to wear them I wanted to wear pants but I didn't feel like I looked good in pants right which is weird no I told I mean I get that I mean it also kind of goes back to what you were saying that you want clothes to be hanging off of you right. I and mean, that is a dress like yeah exactly. I mean depending if you're like wearing a tight dress no. but for there was like a long period of time when I um, had started like gaining weight again where I was just like I'm only wearing dresses mm-hmm. because that's where I feel most comfortable right. like I don't want to feel tightness on me like I don't yeah. feel my body I still don't I hate that. I hate mm. that feeling of like feeling like suffocating. Yeah, or yeah. when I have to wear a dress to a fancy party and it's so not what I want to wear, but right. you have to wear it and I'm like, "Whoa, I feel so weird right now." Yeah. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. You have to way. wear it just cuz it's like a family event. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. You that's like a whole other thing. Yeah. Wait, so are you comfortable talking about that? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. So like delve more into your family situation as far it's as like funny because it's actually funny mm-hmm. like you would laugh but I think it's more serious than it actually comes off okay but my family's not a really emotion not that they're not emotional we don't talk about problems like my parents don't believe in therapy right. there's no such thing as going to someone and getting mental help mm-hmm. like you have a problem just say it right you know and it's just very old school you think i'm this just tell me and i think you're this i'm gonna tell you right so there's really no compassion when it comes to hey it really bothers me when you talk to me like this or tell me this right it's right. just like what are you talking about get over yourself right you know it's yeah. kind of strange in that way but I think so an example would be like my mom calling me and being like okay so we're invited to this wedding in a month 
make sure you buy a really nice dress and you have to do this with your hair and you're gonna do this make sure your nails are done and make sure the dress you get is not black <laughs> and it's tight like that shows your body and I'm like oh. all right great so I will go on a journey and find a dress and meanwhile <laughs> go on a journey while I'm on this it. journey because yeah. it's a freaking journey it is a fucking journey it's not like <laughs> First of all, everything is ugly if right. it's in your price range. Like, right. Unless you want to spend $3,000 on a couture gown, right. which is not happening. Yeah. And then you're like, well, everything just looks like skanky mm-hmm. and slutty. I don't know. It's just whole thing. <laughs> and then meanwhile, you're going through this experience on the other side of the country, your mom is also looking at dresses for, for you, you. Oh, and no. sending you <laughs> images of dresses that she thinks you should buy. And you're like, no, just I'm an adult. I got this. Thank you very much. I'll do it. So then you find a dress. And the dress is like perfectly just, it looks great. It's it's Maybe it's black. Maybe it's not. But, it, but no black. No black. Yeah. But I know no black. But I gravitate towards, towards black. Yeah. And I, let's just, okay, so I got the dress. And my mom is like, okay, send me a picture. No, I'm not sending you a picture because you're going to tell me what's wrong with it and how it's not sexy enough and how it's black. And I'm just going to wear it for you when I get home, when I get there. So... And mind you, this is not, I'm not really delving into the details of how annoying this no, process No, I understand. Can be. Yeah. I, I'm picking it up. <laughs> I get it. So, meanwhile, you get to California, try on the dress, and you're my mom. My mom is like, the dress is black, it's not tight, it doesn't really show off your legs. You know, it's just like, why nice. does she want you to show off? So the whole thing is like, you got to find you a husband. I was going to say, I was like, this is like a mating call. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So we got to find you a husband. So this is like, there is going to be a lot of potential people that can see you. It's like a... Like a, a yenta. Yeah. Every time. Every time. And it's like to the point of, are your eyebrows done? Are your nails done? Are your legs shaved? Are your toenails done? whatever like whatever I don't know there is like a list and I don't freaking care about this you know it's not me right but it's just like a whole freaking thing okay so what was so that was just an example yeah what was was a lot no I mean that (laughs) that like story in itself answers the question your body is like not your own when it comes to your family yeah yeah oh I think particularly the female right had uh, female matriarchs in my family. Right. Yeah. That's your asset. <sighs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense as to why you would want to not have, you know, like curves or like when you when you're like thinking of like the body that you want to be in, it's like thin and like draping because if someone else is like pimping you out, of course oh you're gonna God. be like, I don't want this then. Like yeah, let it's me know. Crazy. Plus then you go and culturally, I know a lot of people have never had experiences mm-hmm. with like the Persian community of mm-hmm. people. But I like to I like to describe it as like going to a Kim Kardashian's wedding. Right. Because it is. Right. It's exactly like that. Yeah. And these are just normal people that are not celebrities. But you go somewhere like that and every girl is dressed really perfectly. Mm-hmm. They're really expensive. They're really done up. Mm-hmm. Like your physical appearance is really important. Right. And that's really... <sighs> So much to put on yeah. a person. It's super exhausting. Yeah. Because your value is that. That's right. really your value. I find it so fascinating, too, that, like, it, I mean, it just makes complete sense to me that the 
when it comes to photography that like your main focus has been whether like you wanted it to be or not has Mm -hmm. been bodies Mm -hmm. because it's been such for you it's like yeah like you haven't had ownership of your own body when it comes to like family and you were living with them until you were 25 so first a really long time it was like someone else was at the helm of what was acceptable for you and what was unacceptable for you when it comes to the one thing that's like this is yours like this is no one else's this is yours yeah so it's like I wonder I mean I it just makes sense to me that it's like you would want to explore all different physicalities yeah 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 yeah. Because, like, you weren't given that option. No. Not to mention that I was socially kind of kept... Right. Within that community? Right? Not so much within that community, actually, because my parents live outside of it. Mm-hmm. Where do you... Where did you grow up? Santa Monica. Oh, okay. Um, but... The Persian community is, like, very, like, Westwood, right? Like Beverly kind of, Hills, yeah. Westwood. Yeah. I didn't really grow up around that. Yeah. It's just my extended family and people I know from my family. Personally, my parents aren't really very Persian, mm-hmm. which is the irony of it all. But right. culturally, it's instilled in yeah. them. Right. And yeah, you were kind of... I grew up in a really uh, diverse place. I mean, mm. Santa Monica is predominantly white, white people. <laughs> people yeah. But it's actually not too. Right. On the other side, there are a lot of, there's a lot of diversity. And right. I went to school with a lot of different types of people. Mm. But I always cho- chose to be friends as I got a little older. I always chose to be friends with people that were way outside of who I was and where I came from. Mm-hmm. You know, people who had drug addictions or mm. people who were crazy. Mm. I don't know. Just anybody really different than me. Mm-hmm. So I think that has a lot to do with it too. Yeah. Wanting to explore something or things outside of myself. Totally. That makes yeah. complete. I mean, and I think that's like, I think that's just the, also the journey of a teenager. I mean, that was my journey too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like, you know, my parents were very open and allowing of, of things. But, um, yeah, I was always just like drawn to, well, I guess not so much because my parents are both very artistic yeah. and I was like drawn to like very artistic people, but yeah. was also like, you know, hanging out with peripherally with like a lot of like heroin addicts and yeah. like falling in love with like the yeah. heroin yeah. addicts yeah. Yeah. like, oh, the danger. I know. Like I can save you. I know. <laughs> I, I know. This. It's such a weird thing. Mm-hmm. But it's so normal. It's like, look at any teen movie or like teen TV show, like that trope is just in existence stereo yeah it's type. there it's like a <laughs> yeah. thing yeah but it makes sense because i also think like our generation um i think every generation you just try to steer further away from whatever it is especially if you are i didn't grow up in like a culture like right. you know it my dad's my dad's fa- family is all they're all Italian mm-hmm. and maybe had I like had but my dad like doesn't really like you wouldn't know that he was Italian until he like spoke and has like a really like Long Island accent right. and like you're like oh he's got that like Italian I love humor. that yeah me too yeah. <laughs> well it's, I feel like it's very similar totally yeah um, the only difference is he's probably second or third generation American he's sat he's yeah yeah like second I think second. My well, my grandparents, my nanny and pop-up's parents were the ones that immigrated. So he's so like third, third gen- yeah. generation. Yeah. Whereas I'm you guys first. are first. Yeah. So my parents are immigrants. Right. And it's like the h- hardest. Right. It's like totally. Obviously, my kids and their kids will have a totally different experience. Right. But when you come from a diff, when a, come from a foreign country. Right. Yeah, it's all about keeping everybody safe. Right. You know? Yeah. And together. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, and your parents did in their own way of, like, moving to Santa Monica and not yeah. staying in that, like, hub of yeah. people. Surprisingly, my parents are way more forward-thinking than right. other Persian parents. Right. Totally. Yeah. But even then, 
they're very conservative. They're conservative in different ways, right. too. Yeah, I mean, I think we allow ourselves to be comfortable in layers. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, that type of culture shock, and then it's just like, well, I'm gonna, I mean, I want to hold into this. Yeah. And like, this is what makes me feel comfortable, but like, I'll let myself go here right. and like re- be more open minded in this area. Right. But like, I mean, the fact that their daughter makes pictures about the things gender that I identity, do, yeah. which a lot of it they don't, I mean, if they don't understand, they try to understand, but they're still supportive. Right. So the fact that they, they're open to that it's like okay yeah you're something they're growing and I think also just as child as children no matter who you are like no matter what your family dynamic is like the next generation teaches the previous generation Uh and I mean we are where we're at all those things are a fucking mess right now but like societally like in in some ways we're a lot more open and more accepting at least in the crowds that like you and I live uh-huh. in uh-huh. um and that's because each generation is like we're we teach but we're now. like why we're why is this a problem right. like tell me explain that to me again right. that doesn't make any sense i just like, don't get it yeah 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 i totally agree yeah well, thank you so much for talking to me, Melody. And you, <laughs> and you did great. <laughs> thank you. You're a great talker. Thank you. You too. <laughs> thank you. 